welcome back to The Hope Within. This is the fifth episode with my third guest. I did miss a month, but that's alright. This episode is completely worth it. My guest is Luke Bug, also known as the Geek of Steel. Luke is known for his admiration and love for Superman, but is also into other geeky things as well. He and I had a fantastic discussion on positivity, passion, and professionalism. He has been a light in many lives as well as my own, and I absolutely cannot wait to share that light with you. So please enjoy the episode. I don't really ever have an intro when it comes to talking with people. I usually come with the intro afterwards. I've been noticing that as well. I mean, I try to go back and record a little intro and an outro because mm. I forget to tell people to do stuff like follow right. me and listen to it. Yeah, exactly. It, exactly. it blends in and sort of, I do an intro, then there's another intro with the guests where they introduce themselves. Always so, Always please introduce yourself then. <laughs> oh, right, okay. I'm Luke Bug, the Geek of Steel, which is still, you know, it's, it's a name that I've chosen for myself and it's stuck with me. So now we go together like, you know, Superman and Clark Kent in a way. It's, it's Luke Bug, then it's the Geek of Steel shortly afterwards. Right, right. But you always have to remember Luke Bug is first. That's that, it. That is who you are. Without Luke Bug, there would be no TGOS. So yes, yes. And there's so many things that have sprouted out of that, like your own podcast. Yes. I've always enjoyed listening to them. Um, I've got a slight bit of history with working in radio. And I've got a lot of opinions. And I like to talk about the things that I'm passionate about, whether it be Superman or comics or movies or anything. So it came to be that at the beginning of last year now, um, mm -hmm. The podcast of Steel, very original title to go along with everything else on my Facebook and YouTube. Absolutely, the podcast of Steel began, and never looked back. It's been a it's been a fantastic journey that um, has given me a lot of enjoyment. Oh, it's it's been fun to listen. I remember when you started your podcast is when I joined Instagram because I've been very anti-social media. I just don't like the negativity that's spread around and all the things like that. But finally, after years, my girlfriend convinced me to do it. I was like, okay, fine. So I'm on a couple months, and then I see you under the suggested profiles. I was like, okay, it's a nice little logo. I like it. Click on it. Kind of scroll through the post. <laughs> okay. Okay, he's the guy I can get behind. So I started following you, and I really enjoyed your content. I really remember specifically the Funko pictures that you would do. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it, it, very stylish, very fun. They're fun little toys. Yes. I, I mean, I can remember yes. when they first came out. Many, many years ago before, you know, it blew up to where it is today in the in the current business world where it's like one of the biggest toy companies. Right. And I saw a Superman and wanted it and, and I got it from eBay. It took about a, a month to get here. But when it got here, I was like, oh, it's so cute. And realized it was much more fun to take them out of the box to photograph and just have a lot of fun with them. Much to the uh, disagreement of many followers online about taking Funkos out of boxes, but the myself toys, included. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, some of them I understand are sure. very rare. Yeah, and I, I've had some in the past that I've given away to people that maybe I shouldn't have given away because <laughs> they were very rare. But I've got quite a bit of a selection now of Funko Pops, and I yeah. love taking them out with me on adventures, as I call it, if it's to yes. a premiere or a, or a a Comic-Con, if, if I'm at an event and I've got a backpack, you can guarantee that in my backpack there are Funko Pops and chocolate bar. I like to be prepared. With <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Well, that's, that's what happens when you are a Superman fan because he's the big blue Boy Scout and Boy Scouts are always prepared. You have to be. I was a Boy Scout for, uh, 
for many years. Really? And, um, so yeah, so that's it's a little, this was pre-Superman though. This was oh. before the obsession slash fascination. So in England, you, we, we do have the Boy Scouts, but there are different levels for different ages. So we get, mm. there's cubs, there's beavers, and then there's the Scouts and there's the Venture Scouts. And I had lots of fun over the years playing about in the woods, getting muddy, making yes. fires the safe way and being very protective of fields and forests and all that good stuff. Wow. But yeah, long before Superman, I was in fact a Boy Scout as well. Huh. <laughs> so that's cool. See, that's something I didn't know about you. And that's exactly why you're here. That's a podcast exclusive just for you, Cam. Yes, uh, you thank can. you. Thank you so much. I remember the uh, the pictures you would take and I was like, wow, this is a cool guy. And every now and then on your story, you'd post about your newest podcast episode. I'm like, yeah, podcast, modcast. But then I went to uh, school, which is about 20, 30 minutes away from my house and I had to drive. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'll listen to something. I listened to yours. I was like, wow, wow, this is great. And I just kept listening. And I was up to like episode five or six. And I was like, wait a second, I want more. Why isn't he making more? And now, now you've produced them at such a volume, it's fantastic. And we can expect it, them pretty regularly. It is. Well, I, I began doing them, say, back in the January. So at first, it was just me talking about life, really. Mm-hmm. Talking about my adventures, my thoughts about Superman, my life, in a way. And it's not that I got bored of speaking to myself, in a way, because I find recording a podcast solo very therapeutic you start to learn to use your voice as an instrument sometimes you get better at not mumbling and messing up words i still do that because i get excited about stuff and trip up over my own tongue but soon i started adding guests to the podcast um friends from the internet and like-minded followers and fans from around the world i still enjoyed that but then i started getting the opportunity to interview some celebrities yes and that was it blew me away when I was curious enough just to start sending out emails and in the hopes of maybe getting a, a maybe. But I wanted, well, anybody pretty much that was something to do with Superman or superheroes or that pop culture entertainment world. And one of my very first serious guests that got me very excited was uh, Susan Eisenberg, the, yeah. the voice of Wonder Woman. And we agreed to do that sort of quite a few weeks before. And it gave me time to prep and panic and be nervous but excited as you yeah. said before you know it's 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 fun to be excited about it because this was my first major guest not only that this was the voice of wonder woman of course the wonder woman not just any wonder woman this is the it. wonder woman this is you know she is regarded as the voice of wonder woman and wonder woman so we, we sort of we spoke by instagram messaging first of all and then email and then the skype call came in i am um, hit accept and then the voice of wonder woman was in my ears and yeah. i'd lost all my questions had gone out of my head because it was Wonder Woman and it was a fantastic moment, but it didn't take long. And Susan calmed me down. We had a fantastic chat talking about her career and how her life has been joyful because of Wonder Woman and the fans and why we are still hoping for that Justice League reunion soon as please, well. Because please. I'm, I'm still ready for that. I'm still ready for that. But yeah, Susan was a guest and then I spoke with because I got obsessed with The Witcher show. I got yes. to speak with the, the composers for that and, and the fashion designer for that. And basically, if somebody wants to come on my podcast and they've got a passion about something, it could be anything, mm-hmm. I want to talk to people about their passion because I feel that that is when you really get to know someone when they speak about something that they love, whether it be a dog, a, a drink, or a Funko Pop. You Absolutely. Really get to know people. Yes. I mean, that's, that's what you're here doing right now. 
and that's it. I mean, I, I before Instagram even started, you know, it was I was always proud to talk about my hobbies or films or books and comics. And then I realised that with Instagram, you you know, you can gain an audience with like-minded guys and girls from all over the world. And at first, I didn't know you could do that on Instagram. I was naive. I used it as a way to just document my Superman collection, so I didn't buy the same thing twice. And then started seeing hashtags and using hashtags, and from then it snowballed into this wonderful platform now where I've had the chance to meet so many people, yourself included. Thank you. Try and turn those negative sides of social media around and get back what you put in. You know, if I'm seeing negativity online or I'm seeing nasty comments, that block button is only a, an inch away. Yes, but it is. I'd like to find out first why perhaps that person is talking that way because it can have, a, have an effect on you. So... Yes. There's always options around it. But luckily with my community, I've only seen positive comments and people wanting to have a debate about superheroes, which is what I love to do. Oh, it's so much fun. Of course he does. There's no other choice. So you you, you keep talking about this this Superman guy. He's kind of a big deal. So why Superman? It's my favorite question to ask. It's a good question to ask. And one of the things that I've just recently started doing on the podcast is my final question to bring it back around to why I got into podcasting is what does Superman mean to you? Yes. And the answers that I've been getting are far more eloquent than I could ever say. But the reason that I got into Superman was because of the TV show Smallville, 2001, 2002. It was mm-hmm. on TV, the, the pilot episode. And I started watching it, enjoying it. Obviously, I was aware of the characters' names that I was hearing. Superman is pretty much to me the same as the Coca-Cola logo. You know, you've seen that around the world. You've seen it thousands of times. You know the backstory. But I started enjoying the show and the storyline and everything else. But then the season ended and I wanted to know more. So started getting into the comics and then wanting to know as much about the comics. Then going through the golden age, the silver age. Just Yes. I had this urge to know as much about this character and his just his impact on pop culture Mm -hmm. as I could and I'm still learning there is still so much to learn about what Superman has done for DC Comics and and done for the world of pop entertainment so yeah Smallville came then the comics came that was always a part of me soon as sort of when friends and family noticed that I was liking Superman Mm -hmm. birthdays and Christmases were very easy for me to buy presents for Uh, and then it stuck it got to a point where people were like sort of emailing me or sending me a text message like oh superman the movie's on tv did you know or there's a new superman t-shirt in that clothes shop did you know that and it got me hooked on feeling how you know well that's just good when people see superman they don't associate this six foot two god of muscles (laughs) they're associating me (laughs) there's much more clark kent than superman in a way but i took that on and I, I really appreciated that sort of friends and family were thinking about me and putting me together with Superman. And that's when I, the Instagram started really taking off and I wanted to make the most of it. And the rest is history, as they say. There's, there's yeah. still more out there that I'm dipping my toes into. But Absolutely. I'm no, it's been, it's been cool to see that. Because, you know, when I started following you, of course, I connected with that because of Superman, your obsession with Superman. Mine was Man of Steel. I was a little late to the party. <laughs> That's but, fine. We, we both were in a way. Well, you know? sure. Because, you know, he came in 1938. Yeah, I guess we were a little late. That's it. <laughs> but it expanded. It blows my mind how much he has impacted me. Maybe it's a fictional character. What could you expect from a fictional character? Usually not much, but oh my gosh. 
my entire persona has changed because he is the perfect role model to me. That's why I love him so much. He's he's the symbol of hope and inspiration, which is what this podcast came from. It's just and that's it. That's right. what Superman and, and you know, to the right person, Superman can do that if you are willing, you know, to look inside yourself and to see what makes you happy and yes. maybe change something or improve Absolutely. on something that you can do. Yes. Then you know, that is the definition of a role model. It could yes. be a teacher, it could be a superhero, it could be anyone who is, you see the positive side of them, you want to be more like them. So. Yeah, yeah, and here, I'm buttering you up here completely, but you are one of my role models here, because of... blush. No, yeah, well, I can see it, it's a little bit there. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, the impact that you have had on myself and the community that you have created has been astounding, and seeing you do all these cool things and meet all these cool people... You know, some people can get jealous, but I don't understand that. I just, I'm so excited to see you do all this stuff. Thank you for your kind words, first of yes. all. I'm, I'm, I've never been too good with, with taking compliments, but I'm trying to, you know, they don't happen too often. That's why. But yeah, when you right. say that, that <laughs> inspires me to keep doing what I'm doing. It means yes. I'm doing the right thing. And, and I've always said that. I mean, there have been times when I've wanted to give it all up and, and concentrate on something else maybe. But someone said, if you could make one person smile a day with something that you're doing, and get an enjoyment out of then why yes. would you stop that it would be senseless so thank you for those words cam because they, they really do mean a lot and and yes I, i've been very fortunate enough to go to some interesting events um I, I sometimes get the chance to go to premieres and media screenings and five years ago if you were to come up to me and say oh you're going to go to london to see some premieres and also meet the people that are in the film then I would have something I just I can't physically get my head around because Instagram it's yes it's given me some more some more confidence in jumping out of comfort zones sure and it's also shown me more importantly is that the more work you put in the more you get out of it I mean as, as you said sometimes people do come back with sometimes a little bit of a negative comment or you know why did you get to go to this and and why did someone send you that to review and it's mainly because I've put the work in, you know, I, I, if right. I wanted to go to this event or, or work with companies like DC Comics or Warner Brothers, I would reach out to them. It's not really about them sure. reaching out to you, because if you want that to happen, nothing would get done. So, right. yeah, re- reviewing movies on, on YouTube, it began with and then, and then writing articles and then reaching out to companies. I think at the beginning of, of the year when I thought I'm going to really give this Geek of Steel idea a go, I went out and invested in a laptop. I bought the website domain. I got, you know, I got business cards made up. <laughs> I even printed my first batch from my printer at home that, you know, I've still got as a memento. <laughs> and I thought, if I'm going to ha- try it, I'm going to, I'm going to go big. So I emailed DC Comics. I, I emailed Warner Brothers and said, look, is there any way that I could help you promote this movie or promote the release of this comic? Right. And eventually, people got back to me, but it wasn't without the work beforehand. It was more getting used to people saying no. I mean, Absolutely. And I'm, I'm fine with that. You know, it's a lot of emails go into, into, into blogging, as, as, you know, as you're well aware. It, it doesn't just happen. Right. So the comment that really doesn't go down well with me is when people say, oh, you're lucky. And I've mentioned this in the past, the fact that, you know, the, the harder you work, the luckier you get is completely true. I believe it. And, and that's why I, I think I told you I would, I would be more than welcome, more than happy to come on your podcast. But you gotta, you gotta work for it. You gotta get a few under your belt before sure. we are. Because I've been really looking forward to it as well. Because yeah. I wanted to come. Because I know how much passion you have for Superman and podcasting as well. 
you know that what you put into your work, you get back out of it tenfold. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah so Zachary Levi and getting asked to interview Kevin Smith. How cool. Uh, you, that, is, just, that is the geek's dream is to just come in contact with the man. You spend was, a whole 10 plus minutes with him. It, it was, I mean, a lot got, first of all, there's the Zachary Lever. That was my first sort of major celeb interview live on the sort of the red carpet. I remember and that. That was I nervous. remember that video. Again, going back to comfort zones, I mm -hmm. say yes a lot. I feel you have to, even if you're not ready to say yes, then you say yes and then you prepare if you can. Sure. But yeah, uh, Warner Brothers UK reached out and said, would you like to help promote the um, Shazam movie release? And I was like, yes, please. I would do anything you like. And, and from that, <laughs> I got to make a little video for the, the DC Comics US YouTube page. I got to run a few articles and go to London to, to see the premiere and meet and interview Zachary Levi, which was a fantastic moment because within that five minute space, I mean, I had respect for him before, but after that, just finding out what sort of a guy he was was right. truly wonderful. And um, then went upstairs and met sort of Mark Strong and sort of the cast and crew of the movie. And it was, <laughs> I still smile about it. It's still a very happy memory. You know, it, it's me living out my comic fantasies of, of meeting the people that make me happy. Right. That's why I love the podcast. But yeah, and, and after that crazy year is when the Kevin Smith happened and other interviews and other opportunities that I will forever be thankful for. Yeah, as you said, Kevin Smith, like, you know, the king of geeks, as it were, and pop culture was a yes. fantastic, was a fantastic moment. It was there to sort of promote his latest um, Jay and Silent Bob movie, which was fantastic. Listen to him speak for five minutes was a joy because his passion for what makes him happy is, is a huge inspiration for what I do. He loves his life. And, you know, it's something that I've learned to love as well by sharing the passions that I care so much about because you never know where they might take you, Cam. Well, where are you now? <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in my bedroom, the Fortress yeah. of Solitude. In, <laughs> that's where your, your dreams have taken you to your bedroom. Well, they have. But, I mean, in front of me, you can't <laughs> see it because it is an absolute mess. It's my sort of, um, like, the, weird, the, the wall of weird in Smallville. I've, I've yes. got postcards and photographs and memories of all the places that, you know have happened because of the geek of still um and right now i'm looking at one of the, the the weirdest things that the most surreal moments in the whole blogging thing was after i went to um i got to go and see the, the world premiere of aquaman which was a very fun event i was all suited and booted i was on the red carpet doing well a blue carpet but um after that we we watched the film which was we enjoyed it was on a huge screen it was insane um sort of a few of the companies behind it so dc comics and, and warner brothers asked for some just some little lines a few little short punchy reviews that they might share online and so i did my little bit i went home and had a think about the film and and what i liked about it i think my quote was i can see it now i said watch this film on the biggest screen you can and then i started getting sort of messages from people a few days after and saying um you're the geek of still this was people from work they don't really know too much about my second job right i've just seen your name on tv I said, excuse me that, that sounds that sounds very <laughs> ominous. And it turns out a few TV adverts went out um, using my quotes and, and a few other quotes from fellow bloggers. And wow. then it was in a newspaper. And then I had a friend in London saying, I've just seen your name on a bus stop. I was like, what? <laughs> it gave me, um, it was very rewarding to obviously have that done. It, it made friends and family proud, which is yes. always nice. I, I think the most powerful words you can say to someone are, I'm proud of you. It just gives you fuel to carry on what you're doing. 
and yeah it was a, it was a good step well a big step for me in sort of my, my blogging career one that I won't forget which is why it's on the wall up there I always look forward to um, making more memories as well there's yes. plenty more room left on the wall so that's, well, that's always good to have more room and then you'll have to start moving to another wall because you're just going to keep going with this hopefully so I mean right now I'm currently just enjoying doing this whole right blogging business whether it be the podcast or articles or, or reviews and premieres when when they happen again and when comic cons can happen again i'm sure they will come back but right now it's you know it's just making the most out of a bad situation yes and you're right about that when sort of the, the whole pandemic was at one of its highest points we were all at home not doing anything and for a while i didn't really post too much I didn't really feel like doing so. So right. I didn't, but then I wanted to. So I started doing some more posts and getting enjoyment out of interacting again with fans around the world. Yes. So that's when we started doing the, um, some more, well, the zoom sessions. Cause I think everyone's got stocks in zoom at the moment and, and Skype and everything else. But right. Video chatting. What we're doing right it. now is it's huge. It's wonderful. I mean, you, you know, you're literally, you're across the world from me. Yes, we're having a face to face chat. And that's I thought about that. And then, you know, we are you are a, a proud member of the uh, the League of Steel, this odd little chat room that we've made on Instagram. <laughs> but we've, we've made some fantastic friends through it. And that's yes. where we started a zoom session. Then we had a quiz. And we started this sort of a this watch along party where we, we all come together online and, and watch films, which is fantastic. And it's just yes, it is. It's staying social without having to go out which is what I like about it. And we can't really go out anyways. And on top of all that, half the people in this group don't even live near each other. They don't, no. We've, so, got, we've got England, we've got Germany, there's yes. America and Canada. But in, I did say, about a few weeks back, we did the, a Man of Steel watch long. It was almost the anniversary of the, the Man of Steel release. I was hoping, literally hoping for about 10 people to turn up to the chat, but so many more turned up, which was fantastic. There were people there from sort of South America. We had Japan. There was Indonesia. Wow. Um, it was, it's obviously it's difficult for, te- for time zones. Yes, um, yes, absolutely. There were some people in Japan that either stayed up or got up early to come and, and watch me make a fool of myself as my DVD player stopped working. <laughs> but it was just a fantastic way of, of you know, bringing that fandom together. Yes. In a safe environment. Right. Just, and that's why that's my current little thing that I'm hooked on. So we did the Man of Steel, and then I was like, "Well, if we've done Man of Steel, let's let's do Superman next." So we are slowly working our way for Superman watch-alongs, and um, even though it might not be everybody's favourite Superman film, I'm really excited to watch Quest for Peace with other people. I have it's gonna be a comic so of Quest for Peace. Really, it is so much better in comic book form than it is in movie form. Oh, but there's no sound effects. There's no like. <laughs> but that's what your that's what your head's for. Okay, yeah, you can yeah. make up all the sound effects and all the onomatopoeias in your head. But yes. No, the no. Film, I, it's going to be fun to watch. It. I think. I do love the movie. It, you know, I as a Superman fan, you can't not love the movie. Of course, it's campy and ridiculous, but so what? So what? Chris Reeve that's... put his heart into it, and that's all you could ever want is somebody to put their heart into it. And again, as we all sort of watched that film, we all had sort of different, because there are so many different versions of it with different time zones. Um, we were all getting to certain points before other people, but there were a few <laughs> scenes that I sort of um, didn't talk as much, uh, but took the headphones off and just focused on the film. And that was the, the rooftop balcony scene of the interview. There's lots of scenes on Krypton where I just wanted to listen to it. And there's one scene after that balcony scene 
where um, Superman sort of says goodbye to Lois, and then just as soon as he leaves, Clark Kent is, funnily enough, at the front door. Amazing the how moment. that works. <laughs> it is, it was it. It was, it was such a coincidence. But that's the moment when you see Clark takes his glasses off and oh. does that. Yeah, that was yes. it. And I mean, I made a tweet about that last night because I had to just keep watching it over and over again. No CGI, no camera tricks. Nope. It was just a little bit of physical acting and just that yes. presence of Christopher Reeve moving up a little bit and shoulders up, chest out. And you know, that's one of the many reasons why not only Christopher Reeve is, is a, a role model, but Superman as well. You know, he, he can teach you all the good and but also teach you about the bad. But yes. That scene yes. was is always a joy to watch when he just transforms himself into Superman and then back into Clark Kent. And so and that's, yeah. that's what got me about it. I mean I always found from watching you know smallville and, and the films and even the early cartoons it's easy to act as this heroic superman you just you need that confidence you need that booming voice and that physique it's so much harder to act as a clark kent i feel i believe so yes and i think christopher reeve as many other people have done a fantastic job you should have got two paychecks for that movie one is one for superman and one for clark because <laughs> uh, yeah that's that's true that's true so the you know the Superman he's got that he's got that symbol and the symbol stands for hope. Mm-hmm. So what does hope mean to you? Ooh, as I just take a sip from my glass of water as I as I stall you. I've had dark times in my life as everybody has, and they can either break you or they can mold you into something else, maybe a better version of yourself or just the version that you want to be. I've been in and out of hospital most of my life for various different ailments, some because of my own clumsiness. When I was 17, I got struck down by a car and then that knocked me up on my back, through a window, back out the window, on the bonnet of a car and then onto the pavement. I think adrenaline was, took the best of the situation there. And I, I got up, moved one leg, but couldn't move the other, decided to go back on the floor. <laughs> uh, it turns out the, the car had pushed, this is, I won't, go too much into detail because it's a bit gory um, right. my hip my hip went up through my pelvis and ah, yes. it was around here somewhere right, right. in my side Ooh. so lots of paramedics looked after me which i was very grateful for rushed me to hospital lots of surgeries and then i was in hospital for almost two months um literally chained to a bed because i was i was in traction with a contraption that slowly pulled my hip back into the socket so right. it gave time to sort of mold back in like lego in a way I was, yeah, I was 17 and the nurses there, they gave me an option. Um, I'm all about options. The nurses said, look, you've got the option of going into a private room and spending your time in there. You can carry on with your college work. You can read, you can have company, or we can put you on the main ward where there was about six or seven other beds. It was in the men's ward. Obviously mm-hmm. there wasn't sort of no unisex wards, but they encouraged me to go for the option of being in a, in a room with other men of all different walks of life different ages for company because visiting hours were very nice my dear mark kent was there for every single day of my stay in hospital wow it would be bringing me sweets up or you know just coming up to annoy me but i found obviously <laughs> the times when visitors had to leave was very lonely i was in this anxious position i, I was a young man i didn't know the future of my health and well-being but there were these other men there who were chatting and joking around and telling me stories about their life. This situation in a way turned my mind around and it learned me to not only deal with the current situation that I was in, but how to listen to other people 
and look for the best in the situation. And from that moment coming out of it, I chose positivity and chose hope because even out of a bad situation, you may have to look really hard for it. And you might not feel that there is hope in that situation, but it is always there. All it needs is a little glimmer of it. And if you uh, focus on that tiny bit of hope, so much more can come out of it, whether that be starting a blog about superheroes or literally learning to walk again. You get out what you put in. And if you can find a little bit of hope inside, then grab onto it, dude, and don't let go. Simple as that. That was a long answer. I do apologize. No, that's exactly what I wanted. Please continue oh. if you have any more. But <laughs> I, you know. I like positivity. I like yes. being jolly. But we all get bad days. We all get those days when we're not very sociable. We don't want to do much. Sure. We just want to sit back and deal with whatever is going on in our head. And if that helps you, then go for it. But try to, when you feel that you need some hope, grab onto it. I like to be as positive and as happy as I possibly can be mainly because it's easier yeah <laughs> i'm for all sure for, you know for sure i i like easy things whether it be an app that tells me where i've got to be in the morning or what i've got to do or being smiley rather than being sad because sad takes effort and it takes a lot out of you both mentally and physically i know for some people that that can't be achieved overnight when i came out of the hospital going back to that very jolly story um it was recommended that i did get some therapy for it now i thought i was fine i thought yeah, well i don't really need it i'm 17 you know i'm this bit of a sort of overconfident young man now yeah. i've been hit by a car what could possibly stop me but <laughs> i did have to go to therapy and it truly helped me learn so much more about myself not just the accident i mean um i one of the things that i didn't even really consider until later on in life was my association with superman and the loss of his father several times in the superman history right um uh, my father passed away when i was 15 so wow. close to superman's age in depending on what comic book you read i clinged on to that association i can't fly like superman i no. can't necessarily lift up a speeding train but if you can find something where you can identify a part of your life with your superhero your your bond for that character it only gets stronger like the kryptonite chains from kryptonite nevermore my favorite comic i've got it right it was, there good boy <laughs> i knew this was a good idea to come onto your show got it right there it's it's not the actual comic it's the it's a the image from it That's but it. it's an it's an epic cover but oh, yeah i mean beautiful. so that knowing that in a way even though this alien from another world he went through the same things that I was going through. So mm. if I make my life a bit more like his and learn how he dealt with certain issues in his life, then this superhero that was created so many, almost a century ago, this character that I've grown to love would mean more to me. And another sort of one of those hopeful things that I've always clinged on to is the fact that, you know, my dad was a huge part of my life. Everyone says their dad is their hero. This was literally the case for me as well. So what I started to do a few years after my dad's death, this was, this again was before Superman, was to do something every day, whether it be the smallest of tasks or, or a big task, was to do something that would make him proud. Again, going back to that proud description of things, because yes. that way you're keeping their memory alive each day, but you're doing good at the same time. So it's, it's like two birds with one stone. And yeah, hope 
in that situation was something that I didn't think a few times I would make my way out of. But with things such as Superman and meeting the people in the hospital and meeting people like you can online that we've all had bad episodes in our life and it's not about the struggle of dealing with them it's how you got out of that situation no exactly that's what makes us you know the the people that we are today i've learned the uh, the phrase and i I quote it a lot in conversation and many other topics you can either become bitter or better it's a simple letter difference but it makes all the difference in the world that oh, oh, <laughs> I, see that. Down. I saw I like that, that pen click all right <laughs> yeah. no that's it's that's one a very of my... good way of doing it short and sweet but exactly very, very true exactly like you could have you could have ended up so much worse it, there's so many ways you could have gone after that situation after the many situations that you've endured just like you said we all go through stuff but you chose the right the righteous the hopeful path and it's impacted so many people like myself, like many others in the league that we have going on. And it's, oh, my, speaking of, my girlfriend says hi. She wanted me to tell you hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> I was just thinking of the people you've impacted. And through me, you've impacted her too. So I gotta, gotta put that it's, in there. It's, it's, yeah. And I mean, and that's, it's fantastic to hear that. And I mean, you know, there was, um, there's Dan in, in yes. the league. I met Dan. Dan is a wonderful character. He sure but is. Dan, it was his first Comic-Con um, last year. And he, he sort of emailed, well, messaged me on Instagram for some advice. And I was like, just go and have some fun. And uh, we, we kept on talking. I gave him some advice on, on what to wear, what to bring, not what to buy. No. And uh, <laughs> we ended up meeting up at the con. Sort of, he, he sort of turned around and gave me a tap on the shoulder. He's a lot of fun. He's a great kid. He's got a lot of charisma that, he, that we didn't really know of before. He was quite a shy and sure. reclusive right. guy. But right. now he's, he's found some confidence. And he's found a very bad joke book as well because he <laughs> likes to hit us up with some puns every now and again. But that is, again, that is something that I, a part of my life online as the Geek of Steel that has brought people together. Of all the things, the most craziest thing is that through Instagram, um, a couple, quite a few years back, I had a really bad back. So I was like, I was bedridden for a while because I couldn't move. Sure. So... I was a little bit reluctant to do it at first because obviously internet safety is, is key in my life. This was before really I had sort of that many followers. So I reached out for pen pals. Email is there, but I, I feel receiving a handwritten letter through the post is, is beautiful because mm. you can read an email twice and it won't have the same feeling, but with a letter, it's something yes. physical that you can enjoy. And through pen paling is where I met my, my better half, my girlfriend. Really? It is, yes. Really? And, um, now, this is a story I've wanted to know, but never well, really go. thought of asking. Oh, there you go. Well, you see, first podcast, I should say the, the second exclusive for the, um, for the second visit. The Mrs. of Steel, the <laughs> girlfriend of Steel. Same initials, so it still works out. Um, we became pen pals, and then obviously that blossomed into, into something much more special. Yes. And then we wow. met for the first time at, of all places, uh, Metropolis. Huh. Metropolis. Shocker. In Illinois, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> not the real metropolis, but and then from then, you know, she is my girlfriend, security, PR manager, agent, therapist, all, all the things that you could you could want in a girlfriend. A proper and, Lois. <laughs> hey, see, you know where it's coming from. But she can spell because she often gets my she often picks <laughs> me up when I've made a grammatical correct sort of okay. um, error online. But things like that, meeting people that have an impact on your life. Meeting yeah. Mike from Cape Justice Jewelry, 
meeting you, meeting all these like-minded and sometimes people that have, don't want anything to do with Superman. Come like together. Dan. <laughs> like Dan. Dan is like the biggest Batman fan that I know. But he has joined the League of Steel, and the League of Steel would not be the same without him. He's been but, an amazing friend to me, and that's one thing. I've, that's one of the many things I'm thankful for, having known you, is when you put this community together. I've met so many awesome people, but I've gotten much closer to Simone, Dan, and Millie. We kind of made our own little side group, and it's just it's did. been so much fun. Well, that's and, and that's something that more so than you know meeting celebrities or, or, or having guests on the podcast it's very exciting i'm very grateful for that it makes me feel immensely happy and proud but to hear things like that where i've made an impact on someone's life where they've made lifelong friends they've yes. perhaps made you know romantic advances or they've mm. just got <laughs> confidence in themselves they've seen a better part of the world because i was a part of it somehow a tiny cog in a much bigger machine but to make that happen, that is why the Geek of Steel will always be around for positivity and, and making people feel better because yes. that makes me feel better. If I'm having a down day now, I know that if I post a photograph of a Funko Pop or a silly little meme online, if, so, if just one person smiling from that, then that is what I am here online for. I will keep doing that. Please, because you've been, and I, I keep saying this, but you've been such an inspiration to me and many others. You know, I've, I've got... I've got a few. I've got a few different inspirations. I've got um. I've got you, Michael Rosenbaum, with inside of you. You know. Okay. Oh, see, and then uh, uh Deborah Wilson, who I, uh, that, nah, that's a, that's in a very. I think I've already described that in the podcast previously, but yes. The brief summary is: I met her at the airport, found out she was a huge voice actor, mm -hmm. and and one of the main characters from Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and then that turned into a big friendship, and she's just been such an such an amazing influence in my life along with you and again Rosie uh not that I know him but it would be wonderful to know him <laughs> I mean and that's he's one of the reasons why I got into podcasting because yes. I saw he's my favorite Lex Luthor mm -hmm. he's a he's an amazing character I, I met him at a first major comic-con back a few years ago wow. and at that time inside of you was sort of literally just beginning and he was giving out cards with free autographs on them saying, look, could you go and listen to my first few episodes? Yes. Like it and subscribe. And his first few episodes were, were like fantastic. They but were. Him and two microphones. And that is pretty much how I started off. And so every time now I've got a, a bit more uh, money to spend on, on a gadget or an extra bit of equipment or a, or a new app to help promote each podcast, you know, he's a, like to you, he's a huge inspiration because the way he runs his show is fantastic. He, he gets people into this, you know, this wonderful ball of security. Yes. And then literally as the podcast is titled Inside of You. Now, I'm not that sort of interviewer, that no. journalistic approach. Right. But if I was to get interviewed by Rosie, by Michael Rosenbaum, I'd be breaking down within five minutes because he's just got this way of making you want to talk. Yeah. And, it, yeah, and that is again, right. you know, podcasts can be so therapeutic. And I think when I spoke with Kevin Smith about the podcast, obviously he's you know, like an innovator for the podcast world. One of the things that he enjoys out of it so much is is learning to control your voice and use it like an instrument. I was like, yes, these these two guys, these these are big influences in my my podcasting venture where it has began. And now I'm, what am I on now? Episode forty three. I'm on episode 43 right now. It's amazing. 
absolutely yeah. amazing. And and it's just sort of crept up on me. It was I was doing it weekly at first, and and now it's sort of a two weekly event. Sometimes I'd have a few guests lined up. Sometimes I'll, I'll have things that I want to talk about myself. But sure. One of I know one that you were equally excited about. I mean, when I first started the Geek of Still I was doing email interviews with everybody that would say yes. Yes. And um, I interviewed Mr. Dan Jurgens, and one of the biggest Superman influences in my life because pretty much when I was watching Smallville and getting into it and wanting to learn more, I reached out to people and said, look, which Superman comics should I be reading? Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, you need to read Death of Superman and you need to, re- you need to read Return of the Superman and World Without a Superman and Funeral for a Friend. I was like, okay, very specific, but let's yeah. go for it. And I dove into those books and never looked back. Amazing and that that was your... That was your initial because yeah my gosh. gosh i don't remember my initial i don't it's it was probably something that i went to the the local comic shop and just picked up randomly i didn't really get any advice on it but when i got into those oh that was oh, it and I, mean, oh, oh. and I wanted to learn more about it and sort of more about the artists that went into it so right um to have my first sort of big interview with him email was was fantastic but i learned just like with every episode of the podcast and interview that I have, you learn something about how to ask the question, but also how to listen to the answer to get the second question out of them. And I didn't via email. You don't really get that option. Right. It's just a Q and A it's, it's question, answer, question, answer, and And nothing more than that. So when I am sort of started the podcast, I was like, if I interview people at some point, obviously Mm -hmm. I want to speak to anybody that has been in a Superman film or played Superman or, created something for superman so dan was one of those people that was on my list and then i emailed him a few months ago asking him and then sort of got a few replies back he's a very busy man even when during quarantine he's he's doing commissions he's he's working on uh, sort of nightwing and and other adventures right right he replied back saying "Um, not right now but if you could send me a few of your episodes to listen to Mm -hmm. I, i would think more about it so i did that then he came back and he wow. said, yes. And I was like, <laughs> that comfort zone I was talking about, um, I, I jumped out of that comfort zone because I knew this was some, a man that I had to talk about. And it's been one of my most popular podcasts to date, um, not just for me, but for sort of listening numbers as well. Because That's awesome. The man simply gets Superman. Um, yeah, right. You know, he's, he's written for so long. I mean, It's yes, so rare to find somebody who fully understands the man That's of steel it. you can you know my i wouldn't i wouldn't even say i fully understand him no, I've got there's, a lot there's so many different aspects and like you said there and there's always going to be more added we can we can keep going back and learning all the stuff going back to 1938 all the way to now the problem is they keep adding more <laughs> and that's it i mean there's been some good there's been some bad over the years a lot sure, like sure. everything but just to be able to sit down with dan and have a chat about not only how he feels about Superman, but how he felt about killing him off <laughs> and bringing him back oh. to life. And just everything he said was, I, I tend to make sometimes sound bites for each podcast or sort of to highlight and sort of tease the episode. But sure. everything he said could have been turned into a sound bite. Things talking about, he mentioned Henry Cavill and the black suit and he came up with, just with a line saying, the black suit is a part of Superman's tapestry. I was like, oh, it so is. And he, I know he, for one, I'm sure he wants to see Henry in that black suit. And I think it's coming now. We've got the whole Snyder. I believe it. I believe it will be there. I think after all the teasing that we have had for that suit, I believe it has to be. But he has 
again, he has got so much pride for that character and creating, right. you know, Superman 75, one of the most popular selling comics in, in history where the, you know, the main hero dies, but in just such, it was the build up. It was, it was everything else. And the fact that he was very adamant to say on the podcast, this was never meant to be, you know, um, just a marketing point. It was meant to be an emotional story about Superman, and right. it certainly is because it still it still gets me. It's still my favorite, oh, one of my favorite storylines. But yeah, having him on the podcast was was a huge not only highlight. I don't want to sort of say, oh, I'm I'm done now. I've I've hit my peak. I can't improve. But there is no peak if you truly believe. And that's it. Well, and that's why um on this, my wall of inspiration, I've got one of my little uh, my note cards, one of my Geek of Steel note cards. Minus the beard, so I might have to. Uh, you need to start to editing re- some beards in there. I do, like not much like the uh, the cavalry mustache. Um, I need to add some facial hair, not take it off. But I've got a card <laughs> in front of me that says, "Um, hello, I'm I'm your host, Luke Bug, the Geek of Steel, and today on the podcast, I am joined with Henry Cavill, just as you know, just to have that bit of inspiration to work. Yes. it's like having that cat hanging off the tree, saying, you know, hang in there. That is my little piece of motivation for when I'm doing the podcasts. But as long as I'm getting enjoyment out of recording them and the guests are happy to come on, then I'm learning more about myself and the people in the comic world. A podcast that's coming up soon. I got to speak with Christopher Jones, who is a comic artist for DC and Marvel, but also will be joining the crew for the season of Young Justice 4. So yeah, he was very tight-lipped about secrets, which is fair enough, but you know i'm excited you to expect show. that you <laughs> oh, that's it yeah right but, uh, and it makes me happy to sort of to, to now look at the comics that are on my shelf or, or the dvds and blu-rays that are in my collection saying well once upon a time when i'm an old dan already calls me a boomer uh, in many decades to come <laughs> and I'm, I'm sitting on my i'm sitting on my rocking chair on the porch saying oh one one day many years ago i spoke with dan jurgens or you know i spoke with henry and as I said before, I love speaking with people like yourself about their passions, about what makes them smile, because I can smile because of it. But I also am um, a guest that I was, I became sort of internet pals with over the years was, was Tim Sheridan, who is a, a huge Superman fan, completely yeah. gets the hero. But he works, fun connection, he was on before Dan, he worked on the Reign of the Superman uh, movie that was released a few years ago. Yes, yes, he did. Because you know they managed to squeeze almost three huge Superman stories into just two movies, which is an incredible blew my mind. to take on. Because I, I, I expected it. three different movies, and it's like he said, they I I think I remember him saying this at least. Didn't he say that they were planning on they were planning th- on making three? Making yes, three, which I would have loved to have seen because I wanted to see more of the Superman and and the battle. But somehow they managed to bring them both two together, and it and it worked perfectly. And and Dan even mentioned on the podcast that he he liked that Tim Sheridan episode. But when I spoke with Tim on the podcast, behind him was the original Reign of the Superman poster because that was a comic that was a huge inspiration on his life. And wow. it was just like in that moment, like for him and for and for Dan and for myself, we'd all gone like full circle. We'd all sort of been these little cogs that all came together at the right time. And now that Tim's next adventure that he couldn't really talk too much about on the podcast for obviously big legal reasons, was that he's written Superman, Man of Tomorrow, which mm-hmm. I've, as soon as I heard the, mm-hmm. the, the first tease from DC Comics about it, I was invested because I wanted to know more. And now we've seen the trailer, we've seen the imagery, we've seen what characters and what villains are in there. Maybe a little bit 
too much got given away in the trailer, but I'm still I'm hooked onto that because it's right. fantastic. It's an it's an Elseworld story for sure. It's a different origin story, but I love the look of it. I know how much of a Superman fan Tim Sheridan is and what the character means to him. I'm really not only excited but proud of him because to see where he's come because Superman, well, he's, he's a fan of Superman and now he's getting to create those stories much like Dan did. It's passionate people and creative people that make me the happiest. So to have Tim on and, and then Dan and now to speak with you, it's what I feel to be the good side of social media. Yes, yes. And that's what I had to learn about because when I joined, again, I was hesitant. Anything I'd ever seen from social media, from people showing me different things, it was always the, look at something, This look, look what they said, look what they said, look what this is. And I, I, Ew, really? Dude, mm. I don't want to know any of this. So why would I join? But then I found you and many others like yourself and many celebrities who just post positivity and only positivity. And that's the kind of stuff that I love to see and I love to spread. And that's why you're here. That's why you're on the, the show, the, the Hope Within. It's about the hope that you have inside of you. And I want everyone to know about it and why you believe what you believe. And it's, it's amazing to see all of this come together. It is. I mean, that's what Twitter and Facebook can be terrible places to be sure. someone that believes in positivity and happy experiences. But sometimes you've got to post about the serious stuff that happens in the world. Yes. There's a lot of it going on. You can still do it in your own personal way where you are staying true. I hate the way to sort of to say on brand as it were, but my brand but, has always been a lot like Superman. Yeah. What's, what's so wrong with saying on brand? I think to shout out my, my stepmom, she talks about personal branding and it, you know, it, it first thought it sounds super weird. At first I thought of, you know, the iron and the cattle hide, just like, <laughs> oh, personal branding. I don't want that. No, not but at all. It's how you present yourself. It's how you are. And that is what you mean by staying on brand. It's, That's it's it. being true to who you are, no matter what the situation is, no matter who is watching, because that's the important part. The important part is being the same, no matter what, no matter when. Again, I can't do personal change. I mean, <laughs> I think I've worn plaid for about 25 years because of Superman did once in Smallville and a few times in the movies. Yes. But I want to be that guy that's positive online I'm, I'm sharing nice images i'm sharing videos i'm i don't think i've used bad language on instagram because i don't want to it's a, no. it's always been a family friendly page and right superman wouldn't do it so you know why would i do it wwsd and i did i mentioned this on the podcast the other day is that i i had that on a back when the, the wwjd was obviously very popular right someone did make me a wwsd as just as a little prank gift but it hit me. I was like, yeah, actually, what yeah. would Superman do? Right, right. For many years, another podcast exclusive for you, Cam. I, I became a first aider when I worked in the supermarket. Still do. Superman t-shirt was underneath my, my uniform of shirt and tie for many years in the hopes that one day I might have to rip off my shirt to use it as a tourniquet or, you know, uh, use it as a pillow on someone's head. And that became something I did in real life. I mean, it's, it's rare. I'm in, a, I'm in a DC Comics shirt today, but I'm normally in a Superman shirt of some sort. Right. And right. I had literally, I had, I had dozens of, of Superman, just, just the classic blue with the logo because it was an easy gift for people to get me for birthdays and Christmas. Of course, yes. So that would be my uniform in case that if I was ever out in the street and for some reason I was needed to be assisted, I could just rip off the shirt and do, and do the run and the pose and do as much first aid that I would be able to. 
and that's something that yeah i want to be as much like superman and clark kent as i can possibly be and that's doable yes i can't fly i could try and push a train <laughs> but i could probably <laughs> fail but yeah, that's probably. not what that's not all what superman is about superman is 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 being there for someone in their time of need whether it be just someone to talk to whether it be someone to to help move house just to go out with someone and, and listen to their problems or give them some advice. So as long as I can try and be as much like Superman and Clark Kent as I can, like with you, you know, to quote the podcast, is the hope within that keeps me going. And having Superman as a hero and a role model helps a lot with that. My camera froze then. You're oh, right. I was like, wait, what happened? <laughs> yeah, my, cam my camera just froze up. I wasn't going to say anything too epic after that, so it's fine. Well, good, <laughs> good, because I was like, wait, either he's waiting for me to say something or there's a connection problem. <laughs> oh, I, I had a notification pop up on my screen and then everything just froze. So. Oh, okay. Oh, I was it's like, all right. oh, no. I'm still here. Not, I'm not still now. here. Not, not now. now. We've just gotten to the good part. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, I mean, that's... hope is, is always, always an option. Yes. Even Batman uses it sometimes. And, and that's why... I really want to bring Dan on at some point. The Bat Dan. Come on. That's that's a fantastic name. And he, like you said, he's gaining more confidence. It's amazing to watch him grow in this. And I, I can't wait to have him on because it's, I, it's a perspective a that I don't have. And it's, I love seeing different kinds. I'm, I'm very proud of, I mean, he's, he's a big gamer. He loves to do twitching sure. and, and all that stuff. He's tried getting me into it and it was an absolute joke because it was <laughs> dreadful. We've talked about this online before, and, I, and I've, I've talked with Dan about this, and I'm sure he won't mind me mentioning it, but he did get quite a few negative comments from nasty people online. It happens. I, I've had them in the past. I'm, I'm, my skin is a little bit thicker than my beard, but I can understand why he did it now, looking back to it. But he, he yeah. printed off these nasty comments and put them next to his desk to, to improve himself, to say mm -hmm. that he had worked. You know, people can say this, but I'm still doing it. I'm going to continue to do it because he right. loves to play games. So I wanted to balance it out a little bit with the good and the bad. Yes. He was like, Dan, what's your address? Which freaked him out quite a bit. I thought <laughs> I had it. I actually had a different Dan's address, which would have been awkward if I sent him what I did send. But I sent him some of the, the, the non-beard postcards just with my own little comments to him, mm -hmm. but on a much more positive scale. And um, I've seen those now. He's taken pictures and sent them. And I'm like, that is so much better than the negative comments. Again, like you said, I understand his mentality mm. there, but it's just, it's not, it's not the same as having a wall of positive comments. And that's why, and, and from that, yeah, he has got more confidence. He's, he's doing more things that he might not have done before. Right. So that's, he's a proud member of the League of Steel. And I think once this wonderful conversation finishes, I'm going to just mention him on, in the League of Steel chat. Of, um, oh, we did talk about you, Dan. We hope that's okay. But not say anything else and just wait till the podcast goes live. Perfect. Well, Here my we go. goal, I, I depends on how busy I am. My goal is to get it out tomorrow. Really? Okay. <laughs> yes. But it just depends because now we, we've almost gone an hour and I'm used to editing yeah. maybe 30 minutes. I'm so sorry. No. Shh, shh. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. This is what I like. This is wonderful. I could not have asked for more. This is, this is fantastic. And you know, I... My final question on the list of prompts really is what brings you inspiration, but I don't have to ask that. You've talked about it the entire I've done it time. I see. I'm saving you. I'm saving you work, Cam. This is fantastic. You, you've just the whole time you've been slowly kind of leaking it in there. Just it's fantastic. I could not it, have asked for more. It can come from, but going back to it, inspiration can come from 
anything photographing my collection was what i started doing on instagram and you know i just thought oh this it's fun it's a bit of escapism i'm being yeah. creative at the same time and it's all good but that now i can find inspiration from a rusty brick in the garden or a, or a plant or i can all oh, that i could recreate that scene from man of steel in that dirt i could do that yes but just going to someone's page i mean i get tagged in quite a few superman photos that I love because it makes me go and see more things that I might not have or things that I need to add to the ever-growing collection. I'm guilty, of, I'm, I'm guilty of tagging you as well. There is so much Superman merchandise out in the world that I don't have. So yeah. it's yeah. double-edged sword when someone tags me in a news release or, or a renewed post about this fantastic new Superman toy that's coming out. I'd think about it for a few days. I'd weigh it over speak to the missus, make sure she's happy with me buying <laughs> some <laughs> purchasing. As well. And she said, Look, if you want it, get it. If it makes you happy. I mean, you know, I'm in a situation now where I'm getting better at being financially secure because I yes. have to. But sometimes if an item can bring you happiness, treat yourself, but weigh out it first of all. Right. For a while, I really wanted, as it's next to me, when I'm sometimes making notes, listening to music, I've got one of those Superman little fidget spinners. Is that a fidgeter? It is. So it's got lots of different things on there. Oh, but so, it's Superman. But it's Superman. And it's, like, it's just got lots of little things that I've wanted it for so long. It cost yeah. me like, well, it's actually, no, I think I've, I, I bought one that was a knockoff one from, I think it was Wish, no product placement here, but then someone right. gifted me the actual legit Superman wow. fidget cube. It's got all these little gadgets on it. I'm like a dog that sees a squirrel sometimes or, some, or a magpie that sees something shiny. My concentration can just lock on to, to that one thing and I'll forget about it. So if I'm saying I'm, I'm sitting down listening to a, a podcast back, much like yourself, listening for those parts that you need to edit out, I'd have the old headphones on, uh, that in the hand, just, just clicking down and, and focusing on it. But it's a tiny little gadget that gave me a lot of enjoyment. Whereas maybe a Superman statue that costs £600, I would say... It's nice, but I've got nowhere to put it. One. Agreed. Yes. And two, <laughs> I'm clumsy. I'll probably drop it within the first month of having it. So inspiration can be anywhere. It could be coming onto your podcast and, and having a chat. It could be seeing someone like Dan, who's a, a Batman enthusiast, coming out of a shell and meeting new people. Because, as I said, I'm not the best at receiving compliments, but it wasn't Luke Bug necessarily that made that happened or Luke Bug that got this interview with you know Kevin Smith and Susan Eisenberg and Dan Jurgens. It was the geek of steel. But what I have to remember is, like you said at the beginning, without Luke Bug, there's no the geek of steel. And right. vice versa. They're, right. they're, you know, it is, it is that alter ego which I do associate with Clark Kent as well. And just last year, not the scariest things I had to do because I did it and I had a great time doing it. I returned to the Superman celebration. Yes. And about yes. two weeks before, about, I had to bring this one up. About two weeks before, the organizer said, Would you like to host a panel? The, the geek of still said yes. But Luke was thinking, You've never hosted a panel before. You're going to be in a, in a country where you know, you've got a different accent. So you've yeah. got to slow down, don't get too excited. And then <laughs> they said, Well, you'd be on the Superman main stage and you would be interviewing Erica Durant and Helen Slater. Uh, Supergirl and Lois Lane the Lois Lane that I had a crush on for so many years <laughs> and yep. <laughs> again like yourself excited nervous it was something that I've not done before but 
at that very moment on the day when the time came for me to walk on stage in front of you know hundreds of superman fans from around the world i got to introduce and interview essentially supergirl and lois lane and it's one of those moments that i know that i i did well i'm, I'm proud of it one my main goal was not to fall off the stage i, I don't do remember that. you falling off the stage so i think I did. you did that it, fine it went well and yeah it went on for about i think like an hour and 15 minutes and i had just a tremendous time again just speaking with two very charming and polite celebrities you've got a lot of love for the fandom and what they brought to the world and again to to use dan's term the tapestry of superman you know right. they're embedded as I've, I've always thought that you know if we didn't have smallville we we wouldn't have gotham we wouldn't have arrow we wouldn't have anything like we've got now absolutely and i completely 100 percent support that statement and that's it i mean and their, their famous line of that show is always hold on to smallville which yes. which i do and for me to have that moment where i was on stage a complete fish out of water <laughs> uh, i'm fine with podcasts over skype but this was this was for real I had yeah. no phone to, you know, lean on or, or Google to, to calm my nerves. It was just me on stage with my trusty cards and, you know, just like a lot of preparation that I've still got around somewhere. It was another moment in this blogging career that showed me that if you put your mind into it, you can find that, again, that inspiration and that motivation to do the things that you never thought you could do. And now that I've done it, I've got a bug for it. I would love to host another panel. You know, there's that DC Comics fandom event coming up. And if, oh, I you can't know, wait for that. I, I, as soon as I found out, I booked the day off work. And I was like, I'm, I'm not coming into work that day, but it's on a Saturday. I normally work on Saturdays at the, at the day job. And I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a Zoom session. I'm, I'm going to help promote this event as much as I can. Because in this current climate, no one's having Comic-Cons. No one's going out. No one's living. Right. No one's, you know, living their best geek life. So this event by DC Comics is like something they've never done before. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be just such an uplifting occasion. There's going to be so many fans from around the world attending virtually, yes. which I love. Yes, how cool is that? And there's going to be panels, lots and lots of panels. There's, I'm sure there'll be sneak peeks of certain films that are coming out over the next few years. Um, That's right. Especially, uh, I think, the old Snyder Cut, the, the Zack Snyder release. If Henry Cavill turned up, obviously I would be over the moon, but there's going to be a lot of Superman events going on there. There's lots for Supergirl. There's lots for the new Lois and Superman TV show. There's going to be panels. Recently, like, like an hour ago, I said I was almost late for the podcast because you can go to the DC Fandom page and ask as many questions as you like, whether right. it be in costume or just by email, yep. asking questions to the creators and the fans and the people that make these movies happen. So... I've sent in a lot of questions, as you can probably imagine. And I've also kindly asked Superman on Twitter if I could host his panel. But we'll see how that goes. Hey, well, you never know. You and seriously again, never know. Comfort zones. I'm a big believer in stepping out of those comfort zones because this geek from a tiny little part of England in the United Kingdom, he's, you know, he's, he's done things that I never thought I could do or would do. And I've met some fantastic people like yourself, like the missus, like Zachary Levi and Kevin Smith. I constantly pinch myself every day. And I know how grateful I am to put myself in these situations, which is why I would never, I, I would hate is a, is a strong word to use and I don't like using it, but I don't want to be that person that boasts online about 
get in this moment to meet celebrities or, or go to premieres. We went back to speaking about things that are on brand and whatnot. The word influencer, I, I've been given that title in emails before by companies and I have to c correct them and say, I'm not a person of influence. I, I am not that person. I'm a blogger. I'm a content creator. But what I see myself as is a Superman ambassador. <laughs> that is what I like to be classed that as. That's so much better than influencer anyways. <laughs> and, you know, and that's, and for me, that is a, a big part. It's that being positive online, being professional online and, and being nice to people and not doing things for a quick, fast buck. Right. So meeting people like you and the League of Steel and just people online who get a lot out of sharing their passions can. It's something that I'm a huge believer in because, as I mentioned before, it's got me out of some, some dark situations. So for me, it's always easier to find the light than, you know, search for the dark. Yes. Oh, and light. The, the darkness cannot comprehend light. That's just, it's one of my favorite phrases of all time. My dad likes to use this one. We went to a, a cave in North Carolina and you, you'd go deep enough and then they would turn off the lights. Ooh. It was kind of creepy, but turn off the lights, pitch black, can't see anything, not your hand, not no entrance, nothing. And then all they do, light one match, mm. lit up the entire place. One match, that's amazing. <laughs> but it, it, it works for the metaphor of, it's just a little bit of light. It's so much easier to find light than it is to live in the darkness. Oh, of course, yeah. Absolutely. I like that. Dad's a wise man. I like yeah, that one, Cam. You, good. you have no idea. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he's somebody I would like to bring on here at some point. He's also busy with his stuff, but it, it, he'd be a very interesting conversation. Do it. Yeah. And that's yeah, it. I mean, no there's kidding. people we, we find in our everyday life that could talk about anything for just a certain amount of time and be passionate about it. I've worked in customer service for over ooh, like 20 years now. And I've met the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of people. For I, sure. I've, I've worked in restaurants. I've worked in supermarkets. I, I've worked in the, the care industry. So I've seen, you know, the whole spectrum. But yes. Everybody, the good, the bad, and the sometimes nasty of the world has got a story inside them. And when they tell that story, you see that light in them light up. Right. Right. That's why the podcast is just a joy to be a part of. Because once you find that, switching someone where they said oh yes well i've done all, all sorts of stuff i think one of the, the best ones i had obviously it was quite a few years ago now um it was quite uh, you know you stereo stereotypical angry old man uh -huh. Uh -huh. and nothing, nothing i could do would make him happy but i continued to do it because that was my job i'm not there for me i'm there for him mm -hmm. and um basically he had grown flowers and roses his whole life and huh. had a beautiful garden but he was bedridden so he oh. could never see it and one day I came around and mentioned to him I said oh the, your garden is out the front he's making a lovely job of your roses he said are you sure I was like well, yeah they look really nice so I don't believe you and I was like okay next time I went back to work I went back with a, a disposable camera uh, well a digital camera this was yes. like pre-mobile phones <laughs> and I took lots of pictures of his garden and took him in to show him and first of all, he was quite judgmental of the gardener's work. But <laughs> there was a light in him that went up because he started talking about all the flowers that he grew, the roses that he put into competitions wow. and, and got named after him. And 
Wow. Seriously? After, that, after, after that moment, we could talk about flowers. And I knew nothing about flowers before that moment. Still don't know too much. But it was more about him talking about the thing that gave him so much happiness for so many years. And like yourself, you said in that dark moment, all you've got to do is find a little bit of light and so much can come out of it. So inspiration, again, another long-winded answer about that one, oh, Cam. I, I thought but we were way past that, but it's okay. Way past that now. But again, <laughs> everyone's got a story inside them that they could talk about for hours. For me, it's, as you can probably tell, Superman and blogging. Yes, but yes. Everyone's got a story. Of course. So is there, um, is there anything else you would like to put in here before we close it off? I think we've answered most stuff. I, I definitely want to come back on and talk more because this is love been, to have you. Love to therapy, have you again. You know, maybe we'll, we'll we'll get Dan on. We'll get Mike from Kate Justice. We'll get a whole league of different people that are, are loving different things that, about different fans. I considered stuff. that. I can because you know most podcasts are a one v one. But I thought about it just before having you on. What if we got the league on here and I put it into my podcast? Hey, that yeah, could work. The time zones. Aren't that bad around it? No, I think we could get, really we've got, not. You know, we've got Simone in Germany. We've mm -hmm. got Dan, Millie, and a few others based in England. Right. We've got Mike in America. We've got a few yes. others dashed around America as well. Uh, Troy in Australia could be a little bit more tricky. He is on, probably but... the trickiest one. Him and uh, anybody in Japan. So. Oh, yeah. We've got, yeah, we got Dante and we've got Shiro Bear in Japan as well. Yes. But it's just a little group turned into an Instagram page as well. So, you know, if you are on Instagram and you want to talk about heroes, Come along. We're all there to be supportive and friendly, but there's only a certain amount of people that we can add into the chat room. Right. Which right. is why um, I'm still learning about Discord. I'm having, it's okay. I'm getting slightly better, but it's this okay. is where you and Dan and Simone come in and, you know, you take over for me. It's fantastic. Before, before I got added to the Geek of Steel Discord, I really wasn't sure about it. And then I got added and then Dan and Millie and Simone started using it. So I was like, okay, fine. We made a group together. Then I started using it for school and I had, now I'm using it for voice acting projects. It's I like this. It's, it's, it's crazy. I can see how it could be very, very integral in creating a network of, of yes. It's it's been friends an amazing and, and thing. I never thought. I thought it was just for gaming. And so did I. Oh. Exactly my whole thing. Um, same goes for Reddit. I didn't know I could oh, do much gosh. on Reddit. But <laughs> that's just it's opened my eyes to so many more wonderful and not so wonderful things about the internet and, sure and sure. there's a lot of fan fiction on there and all sorts of stuff that i needn't know about but sadly now i do know but it's yeah. again it's another community where people can get together right i mean it all started with me for for instagram and then the website happened then facebook then twitter then the reddit page if i can find a platform where i can hang out with like-minded people and friendly people and passionate people that want to just hang out with, with friends who like the same things, then I'm going to do it. I'm fully aware that these websites like Instagram and, and Facebook, they're, they're all free of charge to download. There is no safety net. It could be taken away tomorrow. Yeah, but sure. That's why I, I'm happy to join a new platform at any moment and create not a new me because I think I'm too far gone now. <laughs> the geek of steel is now a part of me. It's taken over. And that's but, okay there will always be a platform, whether it be in real life or online or at a Comic-Con where you can meet up and speak with friends just about what makes you happy. So that's what I want to continue to do for as long as I am allowed to, because it isn't down to me. It is, it is down to everybody else that likes reviews and, and supports me online. You will have myself for sure. And you will have the league behind you because we all love what you do. We love, we love everything that you've done. It's been 
amazing. I keep saying this over and over, but you have impacted all of us and many others in such a way that, like you said, you can't go back. You're stuck now. I'm stuck. But it's okay. And I'm, I'm more than happy to, to be that person because it has given me so many fantastic opportunities, friendships and a relationship that I'm extremely thankful for what the internet has done, but more importantly, what Superman has done for me, not the other way around. Right, right. Well, if, if that's all, I believe we are done here. So you have a few different social media profiles, so please <laughs> list them in alphabetical order. <laughs> I'm still trying to work on the old MySpace and bring that one back. Instagram is where it all began. Uh, that is me, the geek of still. Uh, Twitter, the geek of still. Facebook, just geek of still for some reason. All the podcasts, all my videos, articles, adventures, and interviews go up to thegeekofsteel.com. And there's obviously the, the Geek of Steel on YouTube as well, where unboxing videos, reviews, podcast videos, and everything else ends up on the internet. Yes, yes. Well, thank you for letting everybody know. Cam, thank you. This was, I've been looking forward to this since, since you started your podcast adventure. I wanted to come on because I knew just with us speaking online, just in the chat room or on a Zoom session, I knew this would be a fantastic chat. And I'm very grateful for the invite because it has been a fantastic, a fantastic evening of talking about our passions. Yes. Thank you for coming on. It's been, it's been, like I said, you've done and spoken about way more than I ever could have asked for. This has been yeah, I think um, you said fantastic. 30 minutes. I, I apologize because it's a thing. Well, like, oh. I only say that because my first guest was 30. My second was 40 because we. I was like, okay, we'll go a little over. 40 is fine. <laughs> An hour and 20 now. Yeah. Sorry about that. But no. don't feel rushed to put it out. If you've got to spend a little more time editing it, you I will do have what to. you've got to do. The, my only issue is my goal is getting it out once a month, getting one out a month. So the month okay. of June may have to be naked. <laughs> uh, you've got a few days left. <laughs> yeah today tomorrow but don't rush it just have no. again if, you, if, if you're not ready to post it i do that as well sometimes i think i've not posted anything today um what's going to happen nothing nothing, nothing. No. you have to be happy with your content and if you're not happy with your content it won't be as good as quality as before so do what you've got to do if you have to wait till august i don't care sure it's, it's a fun chat and we've both had a fun time doing it so take your time and do what you've got to do cap all right thank you so much for coming on it's my pleasure. All right, take care of yourself. You too. Bye. Well, I hope you all enjoyed the episode as much as I did. Luke was a fantastic guest. Luke, thank you very much for being on, and I can't wait to have you back. And if you did like the episode, please let me know. And subscribe to any of the three platforms that I have the show on. Constructive criticism is always welcome, as are comments and likes, as well as shares to anyone you think would enjoy this. Until next time, I'm Cameron Jordan, and you have been listening to The Hope Within. Thank you.